0: Hi, Hugo and Sonia here, and welcome to another edition of Sartorial Talks. Today, we're going to do something a little fun, different. We're going to talk about the telltale signs of a handmade jacket. I'm going to throw some words out, Hugo. Are you ready? I'm
1: more than ready. You're going to ready.
0: comment, and, and we're going to talk about, first of all, what you look for, maybe on someone else's jacket.
1: So you speak and about bespoke jacket, but it can be we're also... We're talking about
0: bespoke, handmade, even the upper end ready-to-wear handmade jackets.
1: Okay, I name just of, wanted to make sure we name didn't... Name a few uh,
0: Sartorio, for example, of uh, handmade jackets that are high-end but are actually made by hand, but
1: they're ready to wear. Well, let's say they are not bespoke in the sense that we know it, because there's factories, uh, handmade factories where people group in circles to do only pockets or to do only lapels. So, of course, the big league of this handmade suit, even if they are not strictly bespoke, are uh, Cesare Attolini, probably one of the most beautiful suits on earth. Kiton, whose founder just passed away a few months, uh, so we just um, pay homage to Mr. Ciro Paone, somebody very important in our trade. Uh and then we have uh, a little notch under uh but still good quality where Isaiah, Gianluca Isaiah in Napoli. Actually those three are in Naples. Actually we have Sant'Andrea Milano in Fano, which, um, uh which factories in Fano on the Adriatic coast of um Italy. We have Belvest also uh in the Venetian region, so we have a few. Uh, here and there, people who are doing handmade suits. We could call by hand. them tailors. Well, they, we call they them are sartoria. actually sewing. We we call it sartoria. That is yes. to say, a hand, a place where a lot of people are grouped to craft suit, and they are separated by different tasks, but still everything is made by hand.
0: That's true. And we could say Kiton does their crafting in circles. San Andrea, for example, they're all spread out in long lines. So they yes. have different systems of crafting. But maybe you wouldn't go so far as to say everyone's a tailor, but there are some tailors, there's some seamstresses, and then there's some apprentices well, that are just I, learning.
1: And, and just to 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 disclaim everything, I mean and Cesare Atulini ready-to-wear or made-to-order jacket can cost double the price of a bespoke suit that's because a great that's point. a very high price. That's a great but point. But it means something also that uh, the hand still have a share of voice, even if little, in right. a very industrial world, but the hand still have a share of voice because how do you explain the success of Atulini or Kiton who can sell a very expensive suit because they are made by hand and they are yes. really made by hand yes. to uh, customers Around the world, it means that it still resonate in the head of people. It does, that and you know, you know what something. I
0: noticed? that all the sartoria that you talked about were Italian. Uh, that's right. That's, that's right. interesting, huh? Well, maybe those are. are the really upper echelon sartoria that have a solid reputation in the business. That, okay, let's take an example.
1: I just just want to finish on okay. that. But maybe sure. there are some in the UK, but I don't know of. Uh, we we know the tailors very well in the UK. We know some factories who are doing, uh, let's say, mechanized ready-to-wear, but I don't have an example of Mm. uh, in my head. So if you know Mm. a really handmade, yeah, there's one in the U.S.
0: Uh, Oxford, Oxford with double X, Chicago, yes,
1: O X X F O R D, Mm -hmm. uh, who are doing garments. Maybe not all the garments, but. A line strictly by hand. That's right. Uh, I have no name that comes to my mind in England. But it also tells us something. Uh, if you go to Napoli, because Atolini, Isaia, and kiton they're all in Napoli. And um, uh, so it means that if you go to Napoli, it's maybe, apart from Saviro, it's maybe the place where we can find the biggest concentration of tailors Absolutely, in the world. There are tailors... Pretty much everywhere in Napoli. And so it means that even the factory has been protecting this tradition of handy work, That's which right. is very important in Napoli. And uh, this is why I make this distinction because the hand, either it is cultural, like in Napoli, Italy, they use the hand to sue, or uh, it is uh, because it adds something. And in many aspects, well, I mean, of luxury jacket or really high-end jackets or suits or garments in general the hand can still add something different but of of course not for the same price
0: so we're talking about some really beautiful pieces of clothing that do have handmade operations yes. but they have that ready to wear element where you can go in to the shop buy the suit and walk out
1: yes or m- and maybe with a few alterations here and there Exactly.
0: And this is an explanation of when we say a good ready-to-wear suit is better than a bad made-to-measure suit. Of course. These are some examples of the level where you're going to get some really good items, but with a price tag that is substantial.
1: Of course. right? Very substantial.
0: Okay, the question is, if you find a mystery jacket and you don't know whether it's handmade Mm -hmm. or it's, say, industrial, what are 10 things you can do to solve the mystery? Well, so
1: that's let, me throw, uh, that's, uh, let me throw
0: a subject out and you comment. Mm-hmm, sure. Okay, let's talk about the basics. How about buttons?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: What would you look for in a button?
1: Well, the easiest, everybody knows that uh, on a handmade suit, uh, all the buttons are functioning buttons. That is to say, uh, well, I, let's, let's see if I might. Yeah, of course, it's a bespoke jacket by N.H. Sartoria in Milano, and of course, my buttons, well, are functioning buttons. They function. You have two. Yes, that's your, that your signature. They are functioning so well that I just broke <laughs> the microphone.
0: There's, you have two buttons there, right? That's kind of your well, signature. It's You'd, my signature, yes.
1: but uh, functioning buttons. So. so
0: the buttons are working. That used yeah. to be called a surgeon's cuff because the story goes, the surgeons would unbutton their cuffs, roll up their sleeves, wash their hands, and then put the buttons back into their
1: working position Mm -hmm. and do their
0: job. But obviously, surgeons don't wear suits today.
1: Yeah, I mean, some people try to mimic the bespoke details, and that's something I'm not really happy with because you can't fool the customer. And this is what we try to explain on this channel is that, well, it's okay to have functioning buttons, but don't do it on purpose to show that it is a bespoke jacket or it is a handmade jacket. Some people go as far as to put some contrasting buttonholes here to show us and then you shake the hand of somebody say look at my handmade buttonhole this is for me ridiculous and most of the time people like us well not today i'm sorry for that but most of the time i don't even unbutton them i wear them Buttoned.
0: Really, we barely know if we've unbuttoned them or not. Sometimes they are and sometimes they aren't, yeah. which is sort of spontaneous. It is. It and is. you know, with the contrasting buttonholes, now some people are relaxing on that and doing it just for the sportiness of a, a certain jacket. So it's a really personal choice. Yeah. I agree with you. If, if I if there is a contrasting buttonhole, at least let it be done in a clever way so mm-hmm. that it blends a compliment.
1: Yeah. I would add, uh, I, I know you have a full list, but let's not forget one thing. Yes, it's for me, it's difficult because you ask me if I see a jacket here on a hanger, uh, how can I inspect it to tell you if it's handmade or not? That's easy and not easy, but we're going to discuss this. But when I see a jacket on somebody, well, I will not say all the time, but I would say 75% of the time, maybe 80%, maybe a little bit more. I can tell immediately. You can tell. If it's a bespoke suit, of course, because the fit is everything. Okay. No matter what you have functioning buttons or not, it doesn't, the fit is, you can't, you can't compete with a real bespoke jacket made to your measurement by a real tailor right there with three or four fittings. But even at the high level, ready to wear, you see the fit. Immediately. It's different. Only it will take you a few years to train your eye, but you see it. And that's for me the main thing is that with the hand, you can shape a jacket so that it really, really goes well on the body. And even if it's not exactly your size, the fact that it's crafted by hand, and the curved are made with an iron by hand, and they use real horse hair inside, real, uh, even the, the, the pieces of canvassing as made by hand makes the whole difference, is that the garment is living with you. Literally. I'm sorry, I was a little bit no, poetic. Right, right. Even but if, even if
0: it's a deconstructed jacket and there's not so much canvas inside the jacket that's yes. molding to the body. Yes. You still still have the canvas inside the lapel and a few details of, of the way the jacket's sewn together, the type of quality of the fabric that makes that fit.
1: Absolutely. Sort of
0: conform to the body.
1: Absolutely. Know? Yeah. So, so we're what's talking your, about, we're
0: talking about buttons. Okay. And you said if I could walk up to someone, I can 75% of the time tell whether he or she's wearing a bespoke suit. Yes. Or not. Or a handmade suit or not. Do you remember what the tailors do to determine whether the suit someone's look, someone's wearing is handmade or not? They look at a certain thing.
1: Well, they can look under the lapel.
0: Well, they wouldn't do that in public, though.
1: Oh, that's right. <laughs> so uh, they, they look do? at the buttonhole.
0: Exactly. And yeah. I've heard this from a couple On of lapel. tailors. Under the lapel. They'll look directly at the buttonhole. Okay, we're not tailors. I'm sure I can't understand that buttonhole like a tailor would. But he'll look directly at the buttonhole on the lapel to see if it's sewn well, if it's clean, if it's not a disaster. And that little buttonhole will tell a lot about the entire jacket. Yeah, the only problem
1: that is today, uh, it tells for sure, you can tell, if the buttonhole has been made by hand. Yes. It doesn't tell if the jacket has been made by hand. But at least you're sure. Well, I would say most of the time is a buttonhole is made by hand. It means it's a handmade jacket. This is what but I not thought. all the time because now people try to mimic. And some people like to take industrial stuff and bring it to an alteration tiller and just have to change the buttonhole. Uh, After uh, all… <laughs> No, no problem. People
0: can do what they want.
1: Well, yeah, but, and, and but that's an exception rather uh, Milanese than. Melanese buttonhole like that is beautiful. We that is a
0: beautiful Melanese buttonhole. That's true. Even a well-sewn buttonhole that's not Milanese yep. is beautiful too. And we talk about Melanese. Let's continue, in other darling. Okay, so we're, let's just stay around this lapel area. So far, we've covered two out of ten items. Right? Mm-hmm. Stay around the lapel area. Okay. What can you look at on the lapel? And this time, you may have to touch the jacket to tell whether it's bespoke, handmade, or not. We'll be back after a quick break. Hey, Drew Boa here, host of Husband Material, the weekly podcast where I help men outgrow pornography. Why? So you can change your brain, heal your heart, and save your relationship without fighting a frustrating, exhausting battle. Find Husband Material wherever you get your podcasts or go to husbandmaterial.com.
1: Well, first of all, you most of the time you see we can't see it too much here because it's um it's a, a the heavy pattern. But you will see on the reverse of a lapel, uh specifically on any handmade lapel, you will see little dots like that. Little yes. dots that are very visible.
0: And what does that mean uh, if well, you see uh, those dots? What does that it mean? With
1: they are present here but with this pattern you can't see them but you
0: can feel them no
1: yeah yeah well, you can feel it 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 means that uh inside this uh, lapel there's a canvas a piece of canvas and horsehair and most of the time even some very famous bespoke tailor now they buy the the lapel canvas already done with this what we call the loose stitching, already done with a trouble machine. I don't want to go too technical, but it's a machine who's doing this loose stitching. The real people who are working according to the gospel of tailoring, they still do this by hand. And this is why you see these little picks everywhere. Is the way it is attached, and, and only a handmade jacket will feature. To recap... If you get
0: your hands on a jacket or yep. a suit coat. Yes. And you turn the lapel over, yeah. you should be able to see little individual stitches behind the lapel, Yes, and if you can't see them because there's a pattern, you can perhaps feel them. Yes, And what it's, that says mm-hmm. is that it's been hand-sewn, the, ca- the canvas has been hand-sewn yes. Yes. into the lapel.
1: Yeah, which is an extremely long process. This is why now more and more bespoke tailors, and we're not going to give a name, but even among the fam- most famous uh, around the world, they buy already... Uh, made and sewn soon, uh, soon, um, um, uh, um, uh, canvas for the lapel. Right. But most of them, uh, they still do it by they hand. They still do it by it's hand. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of time for a very little difference. What do you think that
0: sp- lends to the look of the jacket? Why, what is the benefit of doing that?
1: So it's not only important about, you know, I'm not part of the people who are like crazy. It has to be made for some kind of mystic, reasons or for some kind of uh, shame i'm not going to show somebody you see the stitches everywhere? <laughs> exactly so this is a hand handmade- <laughs> no this is not for that uh, it's just for a reason is that when you have this it means that the horse hair and the canvas inside has been shaped by hand so that it will be uh, more it will um, how do you say marry with your body much more than um well, a normal industrial stuff that so, is sewn by a machine, and
0: if you compare side by side an industrial-made jacket with a handmade jacket, you're going to see a lot more fluidity. Yes, in in, in the lapel, some yeah, some uh, life, uh, some life, and the roll. Yes, yeah, so yes, which uh, is very important. Yes, the so
1: roll. You can't do this with an industrial jacket because it has, but. Basically, the idea is to make sure that the canvas is following the shape of your body and with the memory, you understand the horsehair as a memory position? Yes. That is to say they come back to their position. It's a snapback, right? How do you call it? It's called snapback. Snapback quality. Yes. Uh, It makes sure that the lapel really goes with your body. But it's very subtle. Okay. Most of the people, they will not notice it. But if you train your eye, you will notice it. You will notice it. And it has a value. Once right. again, we are talking here because some people say, why handmade? And I would agree with them. Some, in some parts of our trade, you know, in some shirking sometimes, it's better to have a little machine than the hand for a durability question. Right. But most of the time, is not all the time in bespoke terming. the hand will always be more precise, but I would say a little bit more poetic
0: than and that's, a, that's well a little
1: bit more artistic. Then yes. it's the same for shoemaking by hand, even if technology is here now uh mm. nothing will be able to replace the hand of a man, even if it's imprecise, but if it's imprecise it may be imprecise in the stitching, but it's made for you, That's so right. it means you don't really care if the stitching is not really straight as long as it fits you like a glove right and well, I, 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 know, <laughs> I I do know
0: I do know some <laughs> bespoke houses that don't uh, attach the canvas and the lapel by hand but it's still there's still beautiful suits what it says to me when I see that there is hand stitching behind the lapel yeah. which is bringing the canvas and the fabric together is that they're going the extra mile yes they're going the distance
1: well they do the real traditional ancestral bespoke and it was done since a hundred years and then they pass from generation to generation this is one of the easiest shortcuts that you can have Easy, on a yes. bespoke suit is just to buy the pale canvas already loose stitched yes or you can decide to do it by hand but it's a lot of hours of work or use a machine for, or, yeah or for a different for oh yeah a trouble machine very yes. famous yes. machine but anyway it's we are entering here in the subtleties of the thing i would say 90 percent of the people will not even make the difference we'll not see the difference between the role of a bespoke jacket and a normal but the people who are following us They want to know that. They want
0: to know these things. So I will go directly to the lapel again and say, to expound on the subject of the lapel, there is something that's called the belly of the lapel. Mm -hmm. And I have not quoted it exactly as I should have in the past because there's nothing in the scholarly books that defines the belly of the lapel. Mm -hmm. So after speaking with, I suppose, twenty. To twenty-five people, mm-hmm. they'll agree that the belly of the pel is when this is curving. This part is so going straight. This one, yeah, you're getting a curve. It's uh, the sign of a belly. Now, and now you can't really make that with a machine, from what I understand. That mm-hmm. the the curve itself has to be done by hand. Of course, cut one, by if, hand if, at yeah, least. Yeah, cut, cut by hand, and
1: sewn by hand most and of the time. So, so,
0: if anyone has any more information on that, then then we'll be glad to hear. I it. didn't
1: know this kind of belly because it's very counterintuitive to call this. Part of Delhi. I know, for I me, know. For me, it was more here. It
0: was that. more the lower part. But this is a consensus that I've gotten. And there's nothing scholarly in the textbooks that says it's it's. This is what it is. But I had to review that because I don't want to give out that information. Yeah, that's not gentlemen, correct.
1: I hope all this is not Hebrew to you because we are going into the very, very tedious details of a handmade suit. So, well, let's, yeah. move so let's, let's move forward. Yeah. So
0: let's move forward. So the next thing is the roll. Can you describe the roll on the lapel that you would look for if you saw someone wearing a suit? Well, you wondered easy. if it was handmade. A
1: roll Yes. <laughs> this is this. It, it's okay. An industrial jacket will look like that. It's going to be flat. Okay. Um, good make-to-measure jacket can go like that, and a real bespoke will do like that, natural. Yes. It's a roll. Well, it's so look,
0: look for some kind of roll, whether it's small or large. But look
1: at this one. For example, this is a three-roll-two jacket, so it's even more important because there's a hidden button in mm. the jacket. You see, this button is in the roll, what we call the roll. And you can see it's very natural. You know, it's not too straight like that. It's not... It's really natural. That's the rule. And you can only have this because the tailor will work. Everybody thinks that the tailor's most important tools are the shears, the scissors, and the needle and the thread. Well, not exactly. I think the most important tool of a tailor is this extremely heavy hot iron, which is yes. in steel or so in cast important. iron is very heavy. Most many tailors have problems of tendonitis because it's super heavy, mm. and the steam they use, and this is what creates the roll
0: and the the body itself putting it into action. Exactly, right? forming and it with you, the hand. You
1: forming the jacket mostly with an iron and steam, which mm-hmm. is which sounds a little bit prehistorical to our ears in 2022, but. That's the truth, and that's the beauty of it.
0: Okay, traveling up the lapel, we have the notch. Yes. Which, you have the lapel, the Here. notch, and the collar Here. above it, yep. right? And one thing that I always look at on someone that's wearing a suit, if they ask me, do you know where my suit's from, I'll look at the notch, and I'll see how sophisticated the notch itself is. Sometimes it looks like my... Um, Brother or sister could have just cut the notch out and sewn it together. And and you get a sense of quality or no no quality. In yours, there's a specific thing I'm looking at in your notch. Mm -hmm. I see that the bottom part of the notch is rounded.
1: A little bit rounded.
0: And when you see that, it's almost always indicative of some handwork. So to make sure I
1: understand, it's not always that it's rounded, but it's not totally... Square, it has a little bit of personality.
0: Yes, any edges that are rounded okay. is a good indication of handmade items. If you look at your cuff, for example, on mm-hmm. your jacket, do you yes. is it squared? Yours is squared.
1: Well, not are really. Both of them it's a little squared? bit rounded. Okay,
0: it's also a little rounded. Mm-hmm. And I could show a picture or you can look yourself for the... Bottom part of your jacket. Mm
1: -hmm. I can can stand up. You explain.
0: I will talk. Ah, it's it is indeed rounded. So we're having rounded quarters, and those are pretty closed quarters. We're not seeing much opening. opening.
1: Closed quarter means this. Open quarter means when it's like that, it's more open. Yes, yes, when it's like this,
0: right? So you, of course, see the rounded corners. So it's another indication that there's some handwork there. And I really like that one because it's easy. Yeah, thank you. I
1: I did a lot of efforts. (laughs) You did a lot lot of efforts. You
0: stood. Okay, next we're going to talk about Italian handmade jackets. Mm -hmm. What is the thing that you will look at in is an indication that the jacket's handmade. it's Italian though.
1: Yes. What the, might
0: you see on the lapel?
1: The top stitch? Yeah, the, top, the, stitch the pic- top stitch or the pick stitch pick pick stitched.:
0: Yes. so I uh, will put up a picture of a pick stitching on a jacket, and that is something that is very Italian and is almost always handmade. There are some mm. exceptions, yeah. but in general. It's very Napolitan
1: actually very, more than uh, Italian. Yes, is of more course,
0: more southern Italian.:
1: And uh, this is this pick stitching. So it's quite easy to see if it's done by a machine. Well, very few people bother to do it by machine, but some people do because they want mm. to mimic. They mm. want to fool you and make you believe it is handmade. It's very easy. A pick stitch is is not very straight. It's by definition. It's not even. Even the 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 distance between each stitch is uneven. And, okay, some people even do this uneven with machine, To once again. You know, it goes very far, but most of the time it's a sign. You like it or you don't like it. I'm not a big fan of that. I have it on my Solaris suit, if I remember, by Formosa. Mm. And, uh, but uh, this pick stitching, oh, it's a question of taste.
0: Oh, well, it can be beautiful. It is taste. Yes. So if you remove... A jacket yes. from someone, and they say, take a look at my jacket. What might you look at to see if it's a handmade jacket ah, okay. or not? Okay, so
1: the first thing I talk... Well, there was a tradition on Bespoke. I'm not sure if, if it's true on this one. Actually, I have no idea. I'm mm. going to put on my glasses. Okay. And uh, this one, no, it has no la- no label. So it Zero. has no label. No label. The label is normally... Yeah, it is inside, look.
0: And a handmade jacket look. usually has a label inside the pocket. Can you... Can you s-
1: go on this cosmos. Do you have it? So there's my name, Hugo Jacome. November oh, 2015. So it's six years ago. And it's uh, number 18809, whatever. So yeah, most of the people... Well, it tells something. Honestly, it tells something. Well, it might be a little bit, little bit esoteric for the people who are not into the bespoke culture, but that's a culture. It's about discretion. When you go for a bespoke jacket like this one, or many others that I have, or suits, most of the time, it's uh, because you educated yourself and you went out of the big brands, who are precisely selling you their label. You understand, you know. Everybody understand that. Uh, well, some bags, handbags, or whatever bags, or even some shirts, sweaters, t-shirts, are worn by people only for the logo to show others that you see. I have the money to buy myself a mm or a ah, oh, oh, you know, all these big name, big of logo. Course. Okay. Now the bespoke crowd has exactly the reverse way of thinking. We don't want, we want to stop being the slaves of the labels. We we don't want to, to, to wear something just to show others that we have the wallet to buy this brand. And it's very true among young people, even in some sportswear. So we do the contrary. We go as far as to hide the label inside the pocket. It means that if you want to see what is the brand of my jacket? Only me. If I want to share it with you, I have to make the effort to deep dive into my. Oh, okay, I know the brand, but to deep dive into my pocket and show you what it is. So it's spiritually very interesting. You see how details uh, speaks terms about what you have in mind. Discretion It's not because this jacket is probably three times the price of a ready-to-wear because it's been handmade that I have to show it to the people. Look at my beautiful, um, no, it's no label. And it's something which is more important than you can imagine.
0: When someone listens to you say this for the first time, this can, this is like a contagion that if this is the way that you think and you believe and you see as a good perspective in life, that can hook somebody on handmade clothes for the rest of their lives. Just 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 this section, yes, Mm. because something resonates in terms of the philosophy and the approach to this art form. Yeah, you you decide you
1: will stop being a consenting slave to the Browns and being a little billboard for them. Right, and uh, it doesn't mean that we are not supporting Browns ourselves. But uh, of a certain level uh, in terms of value. But the thing in the bespoke culture is all about that. Of course, it doesn't mean we want to hide the name of our tailor. Well, some people do, actually, because they don't want their ah, tailors to be I over- do know someone. <laughs> exactly. And I think
0: Kaspas knows someone, too, who yeah, yeah, has, yeah, yeah, keeps yeah. that very yeah, private. Yeah,
1: yeah. He has a friend in <laughs> Athens, Uh, and um, he doesn't want to share the name of his tailors. Which is his,
0: that used to be uh, the way people uh, looked at it in the past, because they wanted to keep the tailor busy for them.
1: (laughs) But this idea of um, hiding, putting the the label in in the pocket, I think took another meaning more recently with the mass marketing. And for us, I must admit, it's a pride for me (laughs) just to not to show a big, uh, label inside my jacket, some lower level um, uh, ready to wear makers sometimes of good quality good value uh, good uh, price for for ratio price quality, uh, but they sometimes use the, the the label of the the cloth um, mill mm. Vitali barbaris i have seen that I Drago, have seen that of course yes uh, loro Piana, mm-hmm. Zegna, and it's something I don't really like because it's like fooling people. Making, make them, them believe that they are wearing an European uh, jacket. Yes, the, the, the cloth is the cloth, from the right. but not the making. Very good point. So, well, very good point. labels, it's all about the representation. It's all about... It's a very interesting subject on its own. Really, And is. marketing has been spending... A corporation has been spending billions and zillions on having a logo recognized... Uh, uh, the bespoke um, attitude and the bespoke crowd we have the reversed idea is that uh, please please stop being the slave of Braun and don't show your brand. if somebody wants to know you have to deep dive in your pocket and share with him not only not only the name but also the date mm-hmm. and that's pretty important for us because this jacket will survive me well yeah it will it well, it's a very sturdy, beautiful wool with a kind of a tweedish um, uh, um, effect and something, a very strong pattern from drappers in Bologna. This is indestructible, exactly. basically. So this idea of, it's always a surprise for me when I look inside my pocket and I say, oh, this jacket is six years old in this case. But I have jackets sometimes I wear. So I don't remember when I did this. And I look at it, it's t- 2011, for example, 10 years ago. That's a satisfaction for me when I think that, oh, yeah, I'm wearing this jacket since 10 years. I didn't notice it.
0: Very nice. Let's move to canvassing. Yes. Okay, canvassing is often described as the guts
1: of a jacket. Because it is. Yeah,
0: and, and it's it's a material of sort of a muslin mixed with the horsehair, yep. mixed with cotton wadding also, which isn't the canvassing, was the padding. Yeah, and because, so yeah, this is and padding. So yeah. I'm going to ask you, if you had a jacket in your hand, do you think you could determine whether this canvas inside oh, yeah, yeah. the jacket no, that's or very not? Easy. Can I mean, you explain to well, people how to do knows
1: that? that. I mean, most of people awesome. know that. Okay, well, the canvas. Well, well, there are three kinds of jackets. You have the fused jacket, the half canvas jacket, and the full canvas jacket. It's very easy. Fuse, fuse. It, it tells what it tells. It's glue, basically. So you have your you have your um, uh, fabric, and then inside you have a canvas, but it's glued. Uh, we call it thermocollé in, in French. Uh, and so this is on very very cheap suits and cheap suits in general. Uh, you'll see after one year or two years you start to have some bubbles. It's because it's glued. Basically and it's
0: a reaction of the glue to yeah. say the humidity. Yeah, specifically and when you wear it a lot. I think people can notice this rippling that, that takes place when yeah, there is, uh, yeah, right. a waving and rippling. So that's within. a
1: fused Blue. suit. Well, fortunately, I have the impression, but I'm not sure. Of course, if you go to a uh, 50 bucks uh, suits, uh, brand new, it is fused. Uh, when you go some kind, some kind in some places in Southeast Asia, be very careful. Also, uh, you know, in Hong Kong or uh, in Malaysia, sometimes they speak about canvassing, but it's fused. So we have to be very careful with that. But most of the time, I, I think that um, it's disappearing or the quality of the fusing is improving. I don't know what is happening, but I see less and less fuse. Maybe it's because channels like us exist and people are looking for canvas or blogs. Uh, a lot of blogs are speaking about that.
0: Before so, we, before you move on, mm-hmm. let's stay on the fusing, for example, and the use of glue. The use of glue is not always evil. It's no. just evil 97% of the time. Well, not sometimes the time. sometimes glue is used mm-hmm. with some major uh, bespoke houses in the lapel itself to create a better roll. Okay. It doesn't mean that it's evil. It's just a method or a technique to amp up the roll and the quality of the material is used mm-hmm. at the highest level. So I just mm-hmm. want to throw that in. So no one freaks out if they see a little bit of glue somewhere. No, of course on a not. High but, level uh, in jacket. the
1: structure of the suit, so you have this fused that is glued and then you have the half canvas half is you take the jacket it goes up to here the chest and the lapel has what we call a free-floating canvas so instead of being glued it is free-floating yes that is to say you have a canvas which is uh, some kind of um uh, it's it's uh, it's made of a, a little bit of horse hair and i think it's cotton and it's very very rough you know very it has to it's be sturdy stiff, it's and stiff. it has all the snapback exactly and so uh, when we say it's half canvas, is that at this part you have a free floating canvas? And how do you you you, you notice it's free floating? You take both sides of the jacket, and you can you see
0: Political. you can feel
1: the canvas. Inside. It's not glued. It is. Nor free.
0: is it sewn to one side or the other. Exactly. It's literally it floating is, around in the is, middle of your two exactly. pieces of fabric. It is
1: free floating. Yes. And so it allows the canvas to take. Li- where after wear to take the shape of your body and you know with the memory uh, the snap snap back. snap back property of the horse hair it has a real old, uh, property and then it, it really goes so that's half canvas and well I would say most of the time well industrial suits are half canvas those days it's rarer to find fully canvas suits fully canvas it, it's the same thing up to the bottom Of the whole jacket. Which just
0: means the guts or the free-floating piece of cloth that's sandwiched in between the two pieces of fabric on your jacket. It's going all the way down to the bottom of the
1: coat. So once again, I don't want people to become totally obsessed with canvas, half canvas, full canvas. Sometimes people just mix a little bit things. Well, yes, it is better to have at least a half canvas jacket. If you go bespoke or handmade, normally a handmade suit will have... Full canvassing all the time. What will be the advantage of doing everything by hand and don't do a full canvas?
0: Only if you live in a tropical climate or someplace that's really hot.
1: Of course. But uh, what I want to say is that, um, well, now, I don't know if there's a tutorial movement. We believe there is. Our niche is growing little by little. But what is sure is that go at least for a half canvas jacket. And if you can, normally it's a little bit more expensive, go for a full canvas suit because you're going to wear this more you're gonna keep it longer, whatever uh, you're doing with it because it's just it's just mechanical. I mean a fully canvas suit is more sturdy and has more beautiful line than a half canvas and of course and a And, fused and strap. the
0: tailors putting a lot of effort and yes. movement, ironing and shaping yes. with the hands. Yes. so it all Once it all again, adds
1: up shaping. You shape a jacket basically with an iron and steam. Mm, Yes. The cut is important, but the ironing and the steam after each... Fitting. This is where the magic happens.
0: Yes, and, we, and you did write an amazing article in the past on canvassing, and we can drop that into the link. Yeah, we can and, do a um, link.
1: Uh, our friend Julian Scavelli did yes. a fantastic one. Oh, on, that's good. Yeah, we'll, yeah, with drawings, yes, we'll explaining in. everything.
0: Okay, let's talk about something else. Now, we're getting technical here because I think this menswear subject has just been hammered to pieces, so we want to get something fresh here. So, what do you mean
1: hammered two so, pieces? I mean, I've been told... Well, over
0: the 11, 12 years <laughs> that the Sartorial Movement's been coming back, we were hearing a lot of repetitive information. So we like to throw in some spice from time to time. Okay. So what about something called allowance? Can you speak to that? The fabric allowance.
1: Uh, fabric allowance means the amount of fabric that you 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 leave inside the jacket. Yes. Okay. In French, we have a very weird name. We call it l'embu. L'embu. it's this place... Uh, when you open a jacket, you, well, if it's lined, you can't see it. But you, inside, a bespoke or handmade jacket, they will leave, the maker will leave, even if it's a bespoke tailor or a sartoria by hand, they will leave an average of seven centimeters of fabric in in where you can see the seams inside the jacket. As Normally, you see a little... A little line like that. And there's around seven centimeters. Seven centimeters is a lot. We pulled out
0: one of your jackets today. Yes. It was gray, a gray jacket, I think, Holland in cherry fabric. Mm-hmm. And we flipped the gray jacket over. And when we pressed the material down, yes. we could see the... What? Fabric allowance. And that's for if you gain weight, you can use that extra fabric to widen the jacket out. And if you lose weight, yes. of
1: course, you can pull it back in. Exactly, And only bespoke or handmade operation keep these seven centimeters inside. Because seven centimeters all the way down to the jacket and on every part, it's a lot of fabric at the end. Yeah, and, and of it's course. seven
0: centimeters if you add it all up, right? It's not like one seam with seven centimeters... Because some have two seams and yeah. they'll have part on of each the, seam. There on are se- each particular <laughs> yeah. seam. Yeah,
1: it's called l'embu That is to say, it's let's take it like that. It's it's a reserve of fabric inside the jacket. Yes, there are many different techniques around that. But let's say that how do you call it allowance? An, a, a,
0: an allowance, a fabric allowance to. Use that fabric to widen or ah, narrow. Okay. The so seam. the
1: allowance, the average allowance of a handmade jacket. Well, let's speak about chiffonelli, for example. In Paris, they, they leave seven centimeters. So uh, I don't know what seven centimeters is in inches. I'm I'm still struggling with the inches. Seven okay. centimeters would be this.
0: <laughs> yes, and that's two. In, that looks like two inches to two me. Inches, two inches, something over, like yeah. that.
1: And so, of course, it's more. easy to understand. High-level handmade makers they can leave this because they know. That And listen to that. It's interesting if you connect the dots. Okay, why do they leave some fabric inside? Because they want your garment to be more durable. What do you do with a ready-to-wear jacket who only not even have one centimeter of fabric? Because when you craft industrial jacket, you want to make as much savings as you can That's as right. an industrial. Exactly. So you want to buy the least amount. A guy who is making, I don't know, 500,000... Meters of suits. Of he uh, used five hundred thousand of meters of fabric to make suits. Uh, believe me, seven centimeters on, on inside the jacket. It's a lot. At the end of the year, it's probably hundreds and hundreds and even thousands of good meters. Point, good point. So it's about wasting. Uh, it's about not wasting, and it's about um, making some savings. But, but uh, a tailor with on purpose leave more, and. When you really think about it, they're they're almost killing their own business because it means that you can put on 10 pounds, 15 pounds, or you can lose 10 pounds, 15 pounds, and still the tailor will reshape the jacket to you. If you are ready to wear, you have to throw it away or to give it to somebody or to wait until your next diet so that you can come back to your size and with a bespoke tailor and a handmade jacket you have this liberty of course you pay more at the beginning but if you are of course if you lose 100 pounds that's another subject but over the course the span of a lifetime i think it's normal to be up 20 pounds down 20 pounds more or less and with a handmade suit of course you invest more but it's an investment for life because you're going to be able to ha- you're going to because you're going to be able to reshape your jacket Right. Um, depending on your weight. I suppose, I guess you
0: could open up your jacket, look inside your jacket, and look at the lining and see along the seam if there is extra fabric on mm-hmm. each side. Yeah. That's something you can do just with your
1: eyes. Yeah, of course, of course. Yes. You open your jacket and it's easier Leave
0: to Leave your see. jacket open. I do see that, of course. Leave no, It's your jacket. too difficult. Open your jacket. So the last, on this one, actually. the last. Uh, the, there's two more items. This is the finishing of the jacket. It's another thing you can look at. It's more of a perceptive thing. If you look inside your jacket, you look at the finishing. This is a woman's jacket, so yeah. mine is not as refined as yours mm-hmm. at all. But this type of finishing is very indicative of a handmade
1: suit. Mm-hmm. With uh, actually, what is interesting? Look, I don't know if you can. You can, even see the, you can see directly the canvassing here on this one. You see that?
0: I see that.
1: This is crazy. And you can see it is handmade. <laughs> you can see the stitching. Look at the that. It is, you can see the guts, literally. And that's a beautiful. Look at that.
0: That's fantastic. You see?
1: So, look, you can literally see the guts. Okay? That's beautiful ah. canvassing. You uh, and you can see the padding and the wax here. You call it wax? I just call
0: it the wadding. The wadding. The wadding. So you can see
1: canvassing and the wadding, and it's very interesting. And it goes back into oh, place. very
0: well done. So it's another thing you can do to know if it's a handmade suit or not. Look at the fabric finish or the finishing we call that's just the fine detail yes. work that's done inside the jacket. And that's yeah. going to say a lot.
1: Yeah, uh, giving the fact having in mind that some industrial try to mimic this and to do some kind of. It, most of the time, the industrial jackets—they you know to the they go too far, and they use contrasting stitching to to make people some strange things. Some though, strange right? things. <laughs> so you can it kind so of. So it's kind that. of um, interesting. If it's too neat, it's not bespoke, probably. But look at that. I do it again. Yeah, do you. it again. Look at that. If you want to see, look at that. You can see the guts of the jacket here. And some people would say, "Oh my God, that's a bad quality." No, on the contrary, it means. Look, when I do this, it goes back in place by itself. That means this is great, great canvassing.
0: Yes, and not all um, upper-level jackets will allow you to see that, but that kind of work will be inside the jacket. Exactly. Last area, and then we wrap up this talk. Sure. What about the shoulder? What do you notice in a shoulder that tells you whether the suit is a handmade suit Or
1: not? Well, um, the shoulder is probably one of the most um, uh, essential, is an essential part of a jacket. And this is where you can notice the quality of a jacket. First of all, it has to be a natural. I don't know if mine is natural, because I lost a little bit of weight recently, but this is kind of a natural one. Yes. The line is very natural. If it starts to go like that, it's not a good sign. That's the rumpled cloth on top. It has to be natural. And then after it depends, this is a Milanese jacket, so there's a little bit of... Padding. Uh, it's a conrolino. I think there's a rope actually inside. This one also is light, but there's a little bit of a, of a roping. And in Naples, of course, they do this sucomissia. That is to say, instead of going above kind of going above, is going under. But these so are so the jacket's some, sewn like a shirt. Exactly. So but you uh, natural, basically natural is the word for you uh, look
0: something. at the shoulders, and if you see some, this is very subjective. If you see some magic going on in the shoulders, it's yes. probably involving some kind of handmade work. But if yes. you just see a flat. Shoulder with no distinction, Mm -hmm. and you—it's a perceptive thing. If there's something lacking in that shoulder, Mm -hmm. it's just another indicator. Finally, something that you can actually measure. It's Mm -hmm. our last point on determining whether a jacket's handmade or not, Mm -hmm. and that is the size of the armhole. Yeah, probably. The best thing you can look at right away to know whether jackets can made Yeah, but not. for
1: that, you will have maybe to, to try on the jacket to see if the harm hole is high or low. Good point. That's very important. So, you can't see it with your own eyes. But if you see somebody's wearing a jacket, the harm hole, which is high, we, we told this many, many times, but it's good to refresh on that. This is so important. Very important. This one has a high harm hole. That is to say it's smaller. The armhole is smaller. It's the hole where this is attached to the suit. And it's high because if it were lower, what well, I, would, I would do this and my jacket would do We'd that. Would move up and down. So
0: time. we can say the armhole is literally the hole where your armpit is. Yes. And so one thing you can do, as you said, put on the jacket and lift your arm up. Yeah. I have a very high armhole yeah, on this ducoy too. jacket. So when I lift my arm up, my whole jacket is not shifting up mm. and down. If I had a big armhole here, mm. for example, I'll attach it to here, my whole jacket would come <laughs> up. And this is just magic.
1: That makes me smile. This is magic. This makes me smile because when, I, when, I, when you explain that, you know, when you do this with a high armhole, your jacket doesn't come with you, but with bad suits and low armhole, your jacket come with, with comes you. Up with you. I have a lot of I, pictures of politicians... You know, yes. in the elections uh, contest or even some evangelist or, or yes. pastors. And
0: when they raise their arms, oh their gosh. entire jacket will come up over <laughs> their ears. Yeah,
1: this because is Because the
0: armhole is too large. Mm. You, so forgot,
1: you forgot one thing, oh, darling, please. if it was your last point, is the, the color of the, of the jacket. Ah, oh, yes, very we did easily. talk about this. You have this piece of fabric which is turned back. And you can see that not a machine will do this. Turn back on the felt. Uh, most of the, it's difficult to show here, but most of the color of handmade jacket are attached to the jacket by hand. You can see there's a stitch in line. And yes. this is the sign that he has been on the rabattu à la main, that he's yes. been putting back in place by hand, this little stitch and most of the time it's felt but you can you I'm can I'm so find glad felt. you added
0: that it's so important and even even when I look at, at mine I still have the same color coming around but I don't have the felt.
1: Yes. So but this is because it's denim.
0: Yeah, of so course it's, it's a very different, different, different materials. But it's material. attached by
1: hand because you have a seam.
0: Very good point about the collar. Is there anything else you want to add?
1: Well, I mean I want to add something which is for me the, the mother of all uh, uh, i just say the mother of all rules in our in our trade is that the fit is everything yes honestly darling if somebody would show me an industrial jacket with a crappy really bad fabric but the fit would be perfect i will not exchange this one for fantastic super 300 whatever super 280 in or even in Vigunia but badly cut mm. well normally when you have the means to buy Vigunia, you have the means to go to the best tailor but just to 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 have the picture in mind uh the fit is everything
0: okay and i will add for me the proportions are everything. So if I see a strange pocket placements, mm. or um, you know, the the legs look long and the jacket looks super short or vice versa to me, I can look at somebody and maybe you too when you start practicing, if you haven't already you can look at somebody and see if something's off or not. Mm. And this is to me, proportions are magic.
1: So we can say in one sentence the fit and the style. Because proportion is about the style. You can mess up a whole jacket which is the best made jacket in the world with handmade hundreds of hours is necessary if the tailor has no style in his eye That's if good. he doesn't know if you a close quarter or an open quarter is more it's better for you because of your body shape mm-hmm. or he doesn't understand depending on your height if he has to move the height of the notch mm-hmm. a little bit lower to give this little hollywood 1940s style or a little bit up this is more recent. Uh, it can change the whole thing. Style is important. This is why I believe today, and maybe I'm a dreamer, but I hope I'm not the only one, that the young generation who is arriving on this market as new tailors, they have both. They have the tradition and the know-how, and they have the style and the flair. Yes. And this is not a given. I know Incredible tailors who have no style, they're not very good at styling. They just do the same jacket since forty years. And then I know tailors who are maybe less advanced technically, but they still do a good job by hand. But they have flair and they have style. Okay, we know Lorenzo Cifonelli is probably the good example. is in his early fifties, and he has both. He has the. Ancestral technique and the eye. And we can say the same for the Rubinacci people with uh, Luca and his uh, team of tailors. We can say the same for um, uh, the new generation on Savile Michael Brown, for example, very good. Joe Morgan is also a very good, very good idea, yes. uh, very good example, uh, who trained um, Michael Brown, by the way. Joe Morgan, we love him because he... He's loyal to a a style, which is the style from the, you know, the nutters of London with Edward Sexton and Tommy Nutter back in the years. So he has styles. Uh, So if you go to a tailor, uh, um, ask for style. That's that's a
0: a great point. And even I think about um, Gigi Delcore, who has passed now, and how he took uh, the Suiting for a Woman, which was at a time when... Not a lot of tailors were That's doing that, sure. or are doing it now. And he created a magical suit for me with with great proportions because he had that connection with his clients, and he had the yeah yeah, yeah he had the flair. He knew what. So it was this doing. is it's why we want to to
1: reunite a little bit because there there's go. always this um, crazy talk and battle, and we've been in this fight, you and me, between the designers and the tailors. Well, I believe that the ultimate solution, if you really want to go far and to have the best garment crafted for you, is to find a tailor uh, who has both, yes, who can nice advise equipment. you in terms of style and also make your garment in the traditional way. So maybe it's a kind of a hybrid that we need these days uh, to make you look at your best.
0: With that, I have nothing to add except to say. We'll see you next time on Sotorial Talks. And until then,
1: cheers. cheers, everybody.